0: Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss, and we are again without Ulysses Sembrano and without Evan Klosky on a Friday episode, Uh, but they're still the host, co-host of the Locked on Rays podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Thank you for making Locked on Rays your very first listen every day. And remember, Locked on Rays is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at LockedOnRays. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked on Rays, And you can email us anytime, LockedOnRays at gmail.com. Well, since we last spoke, it was a happy day on a Wednesday mailbag episode as the Rays uh, offered up a really, really impressive comeback against the Cleveland Guardians on Tuesday night, uh, winning 6-5. to five. But uh, the last couple evenings... Weren't so special for the Rays as uh, they were allergic to scoring runs. Evidently, uh, losing two to one on Wednesday, and you guessed it, two to one on Thursday against a Guardians team that don't look now—they are sneaky, sneaky, sneaky good—and uh, I think they're better than myself and others around baseball are probably getting uh, giving them credit for because. They may lack the name recognition and cachet of some other ball clubs out there, but I would not be surprised in the least if several weeks from now that we find out and we see that the Guardians are the American League's representative in the World Series. Uh, They've got the pitching, they've got the starting pitching, they've got the bullpen, and I think they've got just enough Hitting and clutch hitting and scrappy hitting and guys who play the game the right way and play to the very last out and uh, do what is needed to eke out a ball game and I think uh, the Indians are they're a fun team they're a fun team just like the Rays can be a fun team the Guardians can be a fun team and um not that this is a locked on guardians podcast by any means but uh in watching them over the last 3 games we learned a couple things <laughs> we learned that uh evidently size doesn't matter uh when you're Steven Kwan and Jose Ramirez and uh you know the other thing too that i i guess lacked to mention was the infield defense and just the defensive play in general from the Guardians, whether it's Miles Straw making impressive uh, head-diving plays in the outfield or the Guardians infield. Let's put this into perspective. They got Jose Siri to ground into a double play. When's the last time that's happened? How often has that happened? So this is a team, again, it doesn't necessarily uh, tickle you with star power, but I think they've got just enough between Andres Jimenez, Ahmed Rosario, Stephen Kwan, Oscar Gonzalez, uh, of course, Jose Ramirez. And don't look now, but uh, Shane Bieber has a sub three RA. Tristan McKenzie has a sub three RA. Cal Quantrill has a sub three and a half ERA. And the Rays, as of this recording anyway, uh, still are not yet in the playoffs, still have not clinched that spot. Um, I think they will. I think it's very, very likely. That they will. Uh, They need either one more win or one more Orioles loss, the magic uh, number being one, I guess. And uh, something tells me one of those things is going to happen within the next week or so, as the Rays, of course, have three games against the Houston Astros and then uh, three games against the Boston Red Sox all on the road, while the Orioles finish up against the Yankees and Blue Jays. So I would imagine that. It's only a matter of time before uh, the Yankees or the, wow, well, uh, before the Rays, before the Rays are enjoying a little beer and champagne, maybe a cigar too, as they would be making, uh, what is it now? Their fourth, what would be their fourth post-season? 2019, 2020, 2021, 2022. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, yeah. So it's unfortunate that the Rays uh, lost two of three to the Guardians and squandered opportunities i mean they went one for 10 with runners in scoring position in game two game three they had bases loaded with one out in the top of the ninth and uh the pitcher i believe for the guardians Karinchek, had walked what three straight hitters in the race still can't capitalize and yeah it's unfortunate that g-man Choi struck out at, at a pitch that he had no business swinging at uh in that uh matchup but at least for, for G-Man Choi's sake, it seems like he's getting on someone a little bit of a roll, somewhat getting things going with a multi-hit game uh, in this Guardian series, uh, getting a, a double and then uh, getting a base hit off a lefty. And then he made a terrific leaping catch from first base. So maybe, you know, somebody besides uh, Wander Franco and Randy Arrows are going to have to step up and contribute. And maybe it is G-Man Choi at this juncture. We know it's not going to be Kevin Kiermaier. We know it's not going to be Brandon Lau because those guys are hurt. Um, but yeah, of course, it's unfortunate that uh, the Rays are now, I mean, this is three straight series that they lost um, over the last couple of weeks. Uh, they got swept by the Houston Astros. Let's remember that they lost uh, well, Well, let me take that back. The Rays split this series against the Blue Jays and then uh, lost this series against the Guardians. So losing two of three series, I mean, it's not ideal, I guess, is the way I would put it. But there were some positives. There were some positives to glean uh, out of this series against the Guardians, and we'll get to that. But first, we have to tell you about that online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for football betting info this season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sport wagering information with live betting and up to the minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head over to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online, it is where the game starts. Now, before I get into uh, one of the bigger positives, uh, yes, I do have a positive from uh, this Rays Guardian series. I need to put this out of the way first. Um, The Rays unlike previous years are not getting it done in close games. The Rays are now seven and 17 in one run games on the road compared to 20 and eight at home. Uh, Broadly, more broadly, the Rays fell to an R 27 and 24 in one run games and 11 and 10 in extra innings. And as it stands today, if the Blue Jays keep doing work and the Mariners keep doing work, Tampa Bay very well could find themselves right where they, uh, right where they were uh, this week in facing the Guardians on the road. And I don't think that's something that uh, you necessarily want to look forward to if you're a Rays fan, considering the Guardians, as I mentioned, better than what I think the baseball world thinks they are, uh, but they're 42 and 33 at home while the Rays are 34 and 41 on the road. So just put that into perspective. Um, and you know, what's so funny is that I look at the standings. I look at the division leaders. I look at the wild card. Uh, I look across baseball and it just gets me thinking, it kind of gets me giddy in a way, because, There very well could be a possibility that next year uh, we talk about the Orioles uh, on the come up. The Red Sox, quite frankly, I don't know what they're doing. I don't necessarily know what their plan is short term, midterm, long term, but uh, they are somewhat around a 500 ball club. I think they have 75 wins as of now, but you consider the Yankees, you consider the Blue Jays, you consider the Rays, you consider the Orioles, you consider the Red Sox. Uh, Did I leave anybody out? I don't think so in the AL East. This might have to be a prop bet of where next year, 2023, all five AL East teams have a winning record. Or at the very least, get 80 wins apiece. At least 80 wins apiece. Um, I think somebody, I think they all could eke out another 81 or, or get to 81, 82. Because when you consider they're already this close as it is, I mean, you're already this close to having so many 500 or better ball clubs or winning ball clubs. And then you bring in the certainty of there being balanced schedules, more balanced schedules next year, where these teams are beating up less on each other and beating up theoretically more on other ball clubs out there. There is a window, there is an opportunity, there is a a chance and a likelihood that that could happen. And that would really, really be fun and really, really be competitive baseball. But of course, um, you know, kind of putting a bow on this thing. uh, We have to mention Tyler glass now making his return to the big leagues first time in what 14, 15 months. Can you believe it? It's been 14, 15 months since he last registered an outing, a strikeout, a pitch, a ball, whatever, you know, just being on an MLB mound and it almost seems like forever ago that there was that whole controversy over sunscreen and limiting the use of sunscreen and other uh, vehicles, if you will, to, to make sure that uh, you can get a good grip on the ball and glass now had that uh, very, lashing out press conference that got him uh play in the national media and local media of course but just a a great great story that Glass now uh not only returning following Tommy John surgery but uh also being really really good in his outing I mean right from the get go throwing 98, 99 miles per hour. We see the hammer curveball. Uh, he actually mixed out his pitches pretty well between the four-seamer, the slider, and the curveball. Really, to me, it looked like, yes, it was more of it was a shorter glass now ad, uh, outing than we would be used to seeing of yesteryear, but uh, his stuff, his delivery, his demeanor, that didn't change to me. I mean, he looked like the same old dominant, uh, amazing Tyler Glass now, and that's something that the Rays really, really need going into the postseason with some of the uh, uh, other pitching injuries that they've dealt with and some of the struggles of some others of late, i.e. Corey Kluber, i.e. Shane McClanahan. So to have Glass now in the fold is a big, big add, of course, and uh, what's really exciting, Uh, if you're a Rays fan, is not just what Glass now can do the rest of this regular season and into the postseason, but the fact that he's going to be around for the next several years. Let's remember, last month, or it was over a month ago, I can't remember the exact timeline there, but he signed a two-year, $30.35 million contract extension. So he's around this year making $5.1 million, He'll get $5.35 million next season. And then in 2024, which is the first year that he would have been eligible for free agency, he'll get $25 million. And who knows, maybe he just uh, loves the Rays, loves what the Rays are doing, and might sign another shorter contract extension with the team. And um, this is, I don't know if this has really gotten enough play uh, the fact that the Rays are stepping up and paying them. They're stepping up and paying people. They step up and pay uh, Manny Margot. They step up and pay Wander Franco. They step up and pay Corey Kluber. So this should really actually get you excited uh, for the future if you're a Rays fan of, you know, maybe they will go out and, and throw some money at a at a bat in free agency or two bats in free agency or a bat and an arm in free agency. This Then that, that contract extension as short as it is, but still throwing 25 mil per year at a guy is not very raised. Like shows me that they're for real and they're in play and they're serious about, uh, getting things done, if you will. Now, are they going to go all overboard and outspend so many other teams? Probably not, but at least they're spending to a threshold that we think they should spend. Um, so glass now, uh, Again, the stuff was really good. He worked three innings, allowed two hits, and a walk while striking out three. Uh, I can't remember his exact pitch count. I mean, around 50 pitchers or so. Uh, I'll be curious to see if the Rays extend him by a half dozen pitches in his last outing, and then you go into the playoffs and maybe you can extend him a little bit more, or you just keep him on that 50-pitch benchmark and and deploy him however you see fit. So uh, really excited to see what he can do going forward, uh, not just this year, but next year as well. Uh, One other thing that I want to mention before we uh, end the pod on a Friday here, uh, and this was an interesting article that I saw online. And uh, if you're somebody like me that is consistently and constantly squawking about the length of games and how games are just, baseball games that is, uh, just drone on and drag on and You've already got spring training. You've got the 162 regular season games. Then you've got the playoffs, and they're all pretty much well over three hours. Um, This news should be good if you're somebody that wants to see the game grow and wants to see uh, people generate more interest in the sport. So there was a report from the Associated Press that the pitch clock – In the minor leagues, cut those games this year by 25 minutes to an average of two hours and 38 minutes per game. Now we're talking. Contrast that with big league nine inning games averaging three hours and four minutes this season. Just take that into perspective three hours and four minutes per game, per 162, not including spring training, not including playoffs. I mean, the, the investment that you have to make in watching a baseball game compared to a football game, a hockey game, a basketball game, a soccer game is just extraordinary, extraordinary. Uh, so a little bit of uh, more background on this. So clocks at AAA were set at 14 seconds with no runners on base and 19 seconds with runners on at lower levels, the clocks were at 18 seconds with runners. Uh, of course, we know that MLB announced uh, earlier in September that clocks will be introduced in the major leagues next year at 15 seconds with no runners and 20 seconds with runners, a decision that was actually opposed by the Players Association. And... Um, going forward with this pitchers will be penalized a ball for violating the clock in the minors violations decreased from an average of 1.73 per game in the second week to 0.41 in week 24. So pitchers struggled with it at first, and then finally adjusted and got their body aligned to speed themselves up for play. Uh, also Pitchers are penalized a ball for violating the clock. Uh, or, well, I just read that actually. Uh, but moving forward with this rule, there will be a limit of two pickoff attempts or step offs per plate appearance. A rule that was also part of the minor league experiment this season. A third pickoff throw that is not successful would result in a balk. And what happened from all of this? was that stolen bases increased to an average of 2.81 per game from 2.23 in the minors this year with the success rate rising from 7 or rising to 78% from 68%. So me likey this rule. Me likey this pitch clock rule. Uh in addition the bases being larger. So this tells me that we're going to see shorter games, but more action. Games cut down by around 25 minutes and more activity on the base paths, which could lead to more runs. So the, the baseball may actually be able to have their cake and eat it too in the sense of, hey, we don't want games to be as long, but we want there to be activity. We, we don't want there to be lulls in play. And uh, this is... This is a, uh, not an indictment. That's probably not the right word. But pitchers, you're on notice. Uh, if you have destinations of being in the bigs and staying in the bigs, you can't be affording yourself or penalizing yourself a ball because you're too slow. You better speed things up. So you better be utilizing this entire offseason to work on your delivery and work on getting your body in your mind prepared to make that next pitch. And that's honestly something that is going to have to be accounted for and looked at and considered in scouting reports. And when players are drafted and traded for of, Hey, you may have great stuff. You may be an electric talent, but if, if you're Joel Peralta on the mound, if you're Ryan Yarbrough on the mound, if you're Jonathan Papelbon on the mound, that's not going to cut it. You, Hey, you need to be able to get going. And if you're not able to get yourself in the right mindset in between every whatever, 15 seconds, 20 seconds, whatever it is, then you're not going to last for long. So, uh, it really puts another, puts another challenge on pitchers out there that they have to, they have to be mindful of that. In in some ways it really could help some guys because they're not overthinking. I I feel like, sometimes these pitchers, they get into, uh, paralysis by over Like you're, you're thinking too much, just get the ball and throw it, get the ball and throw it and be an athlete up there. And, and sometimes that can solve all your issues, but I am excited for this, for these rules changes, because man speeding up the game is something I've, I've harped on for such a long time. And I make the old joke, but it's really not even a joke. Like I'm kind of quasi serious about it is that uh, ball game should be seven. innings. And could you imagine if you, you added up the, the seven innings with these, uh, with these, uh, with these pitch clock, uh, metrics. I mean, you could, you could, we, we could be out of there in under two hours. That would be awesome. I, I love a quick ball game. So, um, that is something to, uh, to focus on and, and look forward to, um, next year and beyond now. I I say all that. I I mentioned it about pitchers. You got to be ready. You got to be quick. Uh, You got to be on the ball. But I also wonder if maybe there could be an unintended consequence of maybe a guy's arm needs that extra 5, 10, 15, 20 seconds, as opposed to just spinning, 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 spinning. So that could also be something where we may see even more pitching injuries because guys aren't really quite ready or recovered to throw or they're in a rush and they slip off the mound or slip off the rubber, like a million things can happen. So I think there's going to be some unintended consequences, I guess maybe possibly both good and bad, but um, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, you, you maybe see some more injuries out of this uh, in addition to games being shorter. Uh, One last thing I want to mention, uh, of course, uh, the Rays uh, do have this three game series against the Astros, Drew Rasmussen going up against Fran Bervaldez, Shane McClanahan versus Christian Javier and Corey Kluber versus Luis Garcia. But uh, if you're a baseball fan, I recently uh, got a book and it's actually a memoir, I should say it's called clubby and it is from, I believe the guy's name is Daniel Larson. I hope I'm correct on that, but uh, He spent two seasons as the clubhouse manager of the Aberdeen Ironbirds, which is an affiliate of the Baltimore Orioles. And you talk about an in-depth, insightful, seeing how the sausage is made of working in baseball, working in professional sports. It is an amazing, amazing read. Like I'm getting annoyed by the fact that I have to record this podcast and I can't be reading that book right now. So I highly, highly recommend that. And you learn just how interesting and quirky some of these ball players are, and uh, how there's guys that you encounter that you like. There's guys that you encounter that you don't like. You encounter some really, really interesting things. I'm not going to give it away, of course, but uh, I would just highly recommend it uh, if you get a chance. It's called Clubby. Um, I, I would not be surprised in the least if it's eventually made into some sort of uh, documentary or television show or movie at some point, because it is just so vivid. And, uh, the person who wrote it, um, man, he was good. He was good. So I highly recommend it. I spent like 10 bucks for it, uh, to read the Kindle version. So, um, that's something that if you do have uh, some downtime and are looking for a solid read, uh, I highly recommend that. All right. uh, Thank you for making the Locked on Rays podcast your very first listen every day. Now make your second listen the Locked on MLB podcast that is also free and available on all platforms. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe and we will talk to you next week.